Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. We've got the show's namesake, BJ Shea. No, he's on assignment. But running the boards is Joey D. Hey. <laughs> on today's show, we will talk about the delays in the Marvel movies. There's more. But we'll also talk about some interesting developments, possibly with Black Panther 2. Rumors only, nothing confirmed. We will talk about the uh, the next step, the next stage in Resident Evil with a trailer and a playable demo. And of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. Let's get our blogs, podcasts, and more. More. Or just look up BJ Shades Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Radio.com, and iTunes, and you'll find us. Yes, and uh, even though this is comic book day, I wanted to start uh, with this with, uh, well, a, uh, a heavily memed trailer and reveal. Uh, this is one of the most entertaining ones because Vicky was sending me some memes mm-hmm. about this, and she's like, oh, what is this from? And I'm like, oh, let me tell you. So... Uh, first off, shout out to Caesar, who is one of our listeners, who uh, he has like an 85-inch TV or something ridiculous. And he's like, dude, you need to check out this. Uh, there's a playable demo for the next Resident Evil game, Resident Evil Village. Now, it's really hard to actually kind of find the playable demo because uh, you got to have a PlayStation 5, and it's called Maiden. So it doesn't have Resident Evil Village in it or anything like that. So and what they even say, if you go to ResidentEvil.com backslash village, it'll get you to there and it'll show you a whole bunch of things. Um, but it asks you, can you escape from Castle Dimitriscu? I probably ruined that name. I think so. But uh, yeah, so it was that. Uh, you, can, uh, you can try the free playable PlayStation demo on that. He said it scared the crap out of him, and he's really excited for this. He sent me some screenshots and a small video of it, dude, and I gotta tell you, I am so... I I don't know what it is. I have these, like, triggered memories from when I first played Resident (laughs) Evil, and I, like, (laughs) ran out of ammo, and the zombies were chasing me, and... uh, All the weird flesh monsters and all that stuff going on. So I got goosebumps, and uh, but it does look pretty awesome. Well, last week, there was a Resident Evil Village trailer. The third trailer dropped, and this got hella memed for one reason and one reason mm-hmm. only the nine foot tall big bad in this is a woman who has been dubbed what was it vampire mommy yep yes uh, a gigantic vampire essentially dominatrix woman uh, check out the video like check out the trailers because I'm not doing it justice I'm afraid <laughs> oh um, you should be uh, some people are afraid and for other people it's maybe awakened some sort of things in them Uh-oh. yeah so uh, check out the video we've got that on uh, on the BJ page uh, uh, for Facebook BJ Shays Geek Nation uh, check all that stuff out uh, I'm going to get this uh, game at least the demo, play it out, see how it's been, because it's literally been so long since I've played a Resident Evil game. It's been such a long time. Oh, yeah, the movies, the games, they're all great. They all scare the crap out of me. <laughs> yeah, you get right. chased by zombies every time. Yeah, and I mean, that's one of the fun parts about it is getting the crap scared out of you. Uh, I don't think this is going to be a game for Vicky. 
No, Vicky is going to dodge this. Although like I the do plague. like the memes. Yeah, yeah, the memes are hilarious. But uh, beyond that, uh, uh, these are these are spooky, gory, and not for kiddos. Every time I try to play these games at night, I always think in my head, "I can do this. I'm a, I'm a seasoned veteran now." <laughs> nope. <laughs> Five minutes in, I'm out. Back to Caesar because he's he's playing it. And he was telling me he was just like, "Yeah, I stayed up too late and watching it." And I was like, "Well, how do you get to sleep?" He's like, "I watch cartoons afterwards." Smart move. He <laughs> sends them to me at eight thirty at night. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> Um, moving on from that with comic book movies, um, it looks like the 2020, uh, 2021 lineup for uh, the Marvel movies, are, we don't know what's going on, to be perfectly honest. Uh, looks like we're going to get some movie delays, and hopefully we're going to be getting Black Widow soon. It looks like uh, multiple parts of the U.S., since we're not really sure what's going to be happening, uh, we don't know whether or not spring is going to pan out for Black Widow. And at this point in time, we're not 100% sure when it's going to be going out. Uh, right now, it was set to debut May 7th. But right now, that's even looking less likely just because we don't have, uh, we've had, you know, in the U.S., uh, COVID vaccinations are hoping to get the majority done by the end of summer, which means we're not going to be able to necessarily open up theaters. And I've heard that Marvel does not want to put Black Widow out on Disney+, Plus, much like, you know, the DC stuff has happened on uh, HBO Max. They really want this to be a movie experience. We might have the best fall of movies we've ever had, though. Oh, right? right? Well, there's going to be such a backlog. I don't know what the hell they're going to do with all of that. Um, but yeah, like with everything, I even heard a thing with uh, the James Bond movie. Was it No Time to Die? Yes, that sounds uh, right. Yeah, yeah. It's it was supposed to come out like two years ago. Jesus. And they might have to do reshoots because the technology has surpassed what they have in the uh. movie. And you'd be thinking, well, why does that matter? The big problem that comes down with that is the fact that there are a lot of the time sponsorships. Mm. So like if like Nokia or whatever has their stuff in it, they want the most updated stuff to show off. Well, James Bond is doing all this awesome things with all this awesome stuff. But if he's using old stuff, what the hell? The big one is car brands, I believe. Yeah. They usually have their latest models or sort of close to it when the movie comes out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So if they weren't uh, already losing a crap ton of money. They're about to lose more. Yeah, with everything, everything with the movies are in flux. Hopefully, the fall will have uh, some more th- movies coming out in theaters. But no matter what, like all I say is, do what you want to do. Just practice being safe. Like that's all you can really do at this point. Do what you can to be safe, and uh, hopefully, we'll be able to watch movies in the near future. Uh, another interesting aspect of all of this was 2020. We saw the passing of Chadwick Boseman, who was. Uh, T'Challa, also known as the Black Panther. Well, that kind of threw Black Panther 2 kind of into flux, and we don't know what the hell's going on. Well, uh, we think that a lot of people, a lot of people were pushing for Shuri to uh, basically take up the mantle. And kind of an interesting thing was that Michael B. Jordan says that he'd return as Killmonger for Black Panther 2 if he was asked, which actually led to Shuri trending on Twitter. Yeah, so he was says that he would return as Eric Killmonger Stevens if he was asked. He spoke with people about his upcoming film and charity work, and when the outlet asked if he'd be interested in returning to his character for the upcoming Black Panther 2, he was more than enthusiastic about the idea. He says, that is something that is very, very near and dear to my heart for a lot of obvious reasons. With the passing of Chadwick Boseman, the future of the franchise is in that weird sort of position because the sequel is being worked on now with director Ryan and Kugler working on a script and preparing for the start of production, but it has been confirmed that Bozeman will not be recast or replaced with a CGI double. 
Okay, confirm with me. Killmonger had the comic book death, right, where he essentially falls off, but we never see him die. Falls off like a ravine or something like that. Uh, no, because no. what happened was was they got into the fight, and then he was mortally wounded. Yep. And uh, I think he had already died by the time that he had been uh, removed because he was like, don't give me a, a funeral. Yeah. P- put me in the water. So he does do that, but I think he was already like – Dead. So how would he come back? Multiverse. Ooh. I don't know. Like I don't know how they're. I don't know how they're going to work any of that. That was a good. Got me there. (laughs) He was a Black Panther, and so when a Black Panther, there's a new Black Panther. Don't they go into like the Simba Mufasa world? Ooh, yeah. That would be kind of interesting too. Yeah. Because I, I was confused for a second because I'm like, I'm pretty sure he died, but maybe he didn't die. Maybe he got he, the comic book death. And it was, no, I think it was the full death. So it'll be interesting to see where that really goes with all of it. Unless someone steals his body and brings him back to life. I mean, I mean, either science or magic or like what they're doing with the uh, the multiverse lens. It's not like what the Infinity Saga was, was the ramifications of science and the hubris of Tony Stark. That was the entirety of the Infinity Saga. Yep. All that happened because of Tony Stark as Iron Man. So it'll be interesting to see because we don't have that. We have Peter Parker as the outed superhero, that role with uh, Spider-Man, Peter Parker, and as that as you know, Tony Stark kind of allegory to that. But instead of science, it's all, it's good. I'm not going to say it's all, but a lot of it's going to be magic based, especially with the multiverse, with Doctor Strange, with Wanda. So, I mean, at that point, you can do anything. Like, you literally can do whatever the hell you want with that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's not a bad idea. And, I mean, I loved uh, that character, uh, Killmonger, in the first movie of Black Panther anyways. Yeah. So, I mean, he'd be a great villain to have come back. And it would be cool to see where his character goes in, or if he did become the Black Panther or evil again Black Panther. <laughs> well, and, I mean, that would be an, an interesting redemption arc, too. Like, the fact that... Uh, if he ended up, like Vicky says, like in that spirit realm and like he's like talking with them and they realize that, well, you were misguided with how you went about it, but you weren't wrong. And he was the one that opened the eyes for T'Challa to let everyone see Wakanda. Before that, they were hermited away. And he's like, why are you doing that when you can be so much more? And he opened them all up to that. So I could even see something along those lines of him maybe doing that. And you know what? As much as I would love to see Shuri as the Black Panther as well, it would be fun to even kind of explore that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I already like Shuri's character so much. It'd be tough to see her as a Black Panther just because I feel like I like the dynamic between her and the Black Panther already. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Uh, Moving on from uh, other comic book movies, uh, James Gunn, who's working on The Suicide Squad, says that watching the 2016 predecessor to it isn't necessary to understand his movie. Nice. Yeah, so you don't have to watch that. Uh, In answering questions, about his upcoming film on Twitter, he responded to a question about whether watching it was essential. He says, no, you will just be fine. Uh, this does echo the uh, what Joel Kinnaman said about it uh, with an interview with CBR last week. The film lives in a world somewhere between a sequel and a reboot. We have some of the characters from the first film, and as you know, it's a continuation of sorts, but I really feel like this is a completely new universe. And, I mean, it's not going to be a completely new universe because we got Amanda Waller, we got Kinnaman as that. We have a whole slew of new people people because you got to kind of work with that and I think James Gunn just wanted to work with a lot of people that he loved to work with anyway like it's the same people that you would always see in all of those different roles a lot of fun to see all of this and you know I really want to kind of see how some of these characters are going to die 
Like, oh yeah, because it's, it's this movie's going to be rated R. It's going to be ridiculous, and you know because it's the Suicide Squad, someone's got to die, and usually most of them. The clips I've seen are just John Cena alone make me want to watch this movie. His character looks so gigantic and over the top and Peacemaker. stupid. Yeah, yeah, just amazing. Well, and I mean, he's even getting his own spinoff with on uh, HBO Max with Peacemaker. It doesn't mean that his character in this movie is going to live, though. Like, no, we don't know no. where the Peacemaker is set up. It could be the lead up to all of where he gets to this point. And based off the cockiness of the trailer, it doesn't seem like he's going to live very long. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, I mean... He could he could be the new uh, Joel Kinnaman character at this point in time. We don't know. We don't know if his character is going to make it through. We just don't know any of this. And with I mean, with James Gunn, you kind of have to expect the unexpected. No one thought that Guardians of the Galaxy was going to be such Mm-mm. a good movie, and it both of them are fantastic. <laughs> uh, also, speaking of HBO Max. This is something I'm excited for. It's February, and HBO Max is going to bring the Matrix trilogy. It's returning to Warner Media streaming services, HBO Max, in February. Actually, it happened two days ago. It's out right now. So, yeah. (laughs) Yes, one of my favorite trilogies. I don't care if you hated Reloaded or Revolutions. Watch them all. Watch the Animatrix. I hope that's going to be part of it as well, but it just shows the Matrix trilogy. Get yourself ready for Matrix. Matrix 4, which kind of looks like at this point John Wick in Matrix Land. But I saw a screenshot of them riding a motorcycle. Me too. Trinity and what's-his-face Neo. Yes, what's-his-face Neo. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of, uh, I'm so stoked for all of this. I'm going to go back and watch that a million times. This is the one that I know this is going to happen, and, and everyone has that moment where this movie comes out, I'm going to love Matrix 4, and everyone else is going to be like, hey, man, I, like, I hate to tell you this, but it's not that good. <laughs> no, like, shut don't up. Don't tell me that. Don't worry about that. We're fine. We'll be good. We'll be okay. And, uh, yeah, I am the one. <laughs> are you? He's beginning to believe. And if everyone's <laughs> confused about why Trinity and Neo is ba- are back, uh, hello, they're computer simulation program thingies, whatever. Don't even worry about it. It'll be explained. The Wachowskis are fine with this. Lana will do a great job. They understand what they're trying to do with these series. And even though the only person I think who survived Morpheus uh, is not, well, uh, Lawrence Fishburne as Morpheus won't be in this. We'd have no idea if there will be a Morpheus in this. Hmm. It's the Matrix, man. Anything can happen there. Right. Yeah, because at the end, they restart the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. So, hey. Hey. <laughs> or it could be like American Gods, like all the different seasons, and there's different versions of all the characters every season. Right, right. I mean, I, I know we were talking multiverses earlier. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a Matrix multiverse, but at this point in time... There might be. Yeah, who knows? Multiple programs, you say? Sure, why not? Different layers. Who knows? I'll have to see. I'm very excited for it. So uh, once that comes out, I'll be happy. Uh, but now it is time to get to the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. What's going on, Vicky? All right. It's Wednesday. Yes, Wednesday. it is. Comic book day. Oh, oh yeah. How about that? So I figured we'd talk about comic book characters. Okay. So this is something I always like think about, especially when I do my nerd talk with people. They're like, oh, well, this and this and that. I'm like, well, actually. <laughs> oh, do a little comic book guy. Should do a little a glasses bit. shift there. Yeah, yeah. A you push bit. it up with you. It's like, well, actually. Because uh, I did not spend like the last 15 to 20 years being a nerd for nothing. Yeah, right. It's all prep <laughs> for that moment when someone gives some wrong information. Uh, but it's one of those things we never really <laughs> think <laughs> about anymore because it doesn't get brought up too much. But we have 10 X-Men characters, or at least in the X-Men universe, who actually were not mutants at all. Ooh, and that's kind of an interesting point because at this point in time, spoiler alert if you're reading the comic books, but it turns out that Franklin Richards 
is not a mutant. Okay. And I'm not surprised. They're trying to explain all of that because it's the whole thing where they have the whole island of Krakoa mm-hmm. that they've gone in mutants and they're like, well, you can't go there because, well, you're not a mutant. And it's a whole lot of storyline implications that I have no idea about. But that is a big thing on that. But the biggest one being Professor Xavier's stepbrother. Stepbrother would be Kane Marco Juggernaut. The Juggernaut. Yes. Now, he's do you? Yeah. A, oh. He's not a. Uh, he's not a mutant. No, he found a magic rock. Basically, what? yes. Yes. And I actually knew this. The reason I knew this is because I remember watching the X Men animated series, mm-hmm. like from the nineties, yes. and they actually showed it. It's so good. But yeah. Well, I mean, Kane was such an a hole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. According to uh, CBR.com, Cade Marco served in the Korean War with his stepbrother, Charles Xavier. And while there, he stumbled on a hidden cave and found the crimson gem of Kytorok. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Sidorok, Kytorok. I don't know. It's like when you read them and it's like every nerd has that problem with pronunciation. I've read this word and I have no idea what it means. I've never heard it out loud. Yeah. Like when I said a uh, hyperbole the first time, I didn't know that was hyperbole. hyperbole. <laughs> Hyperbeam. I never knew it was hyperbole. <laughs> I I want to I want to throw stones, but like, I, I, I never heard it out loud. I called the 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 comic Calvin and Hobbies for a long time. Oh, so. that's cute. So many hobbies. <laughs> yeah, so many hobbies like Calvin Ball. Uh, but this demonic gem gifted him with the power of the Juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> Thank you for doing it. It's quite that. a power. Although a villain juggernaut has sided with the X-Men on numerous occasions, he even did a long stint and became an official team member. He then moved on to the British squad Excal- Excalibur. Mm-hmm. His curse is that of whenever he does good, the demon powering him goes elsewhere. This leaves him in a constant flux between good and evil. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, it's really kind of interesting, too, because you're like, why is he wearing that big hat? The big hat has nothing to do with his powers. It stops the psychic attacks mm-hmm. from uh, Xavier. Xavier. That's exactly why Magneto wears a helmet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I always thought the Juggernaut would be a great play on steroids, just in general. Like, he, he can't control his emotions, and he's good flips call. back and forth. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you know you, the anger. <laughs> and you know what? Like, other than the fact that, you know, X3, The Final Stand was not a great movie, I did like Vinnie Jones as the Juggernaut. Uh-huh. I would like to see him maybe do it again, but they use, like, the technology they had to turn Mark Ruffalo into the Hulk. Like, he yeah. needs to be ridiculous. I was hoping he would be in Deadpool too. Well, he was in Deadpool too. That was that was him? No, it wasn't Vinnie Jones. No, yeah, you're no, right. No. It, we never got to see the person's face. No. Yeah, and, but uh, I was like the Juggernaut was in there. He's totally no, in there. No, 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 no Vinnie Jones. My favorite thing was cuz he was a soccer player and he had the record at the time for the fastest red flag ever. I think it was like 3 like less than 3 seconds. He immediately went up and like headbutted somebody oh, or something okay. like that. Can I you think imagine that, that dude be, first off being a soccer player, second off headbutting you? No. No. Not a chance. And if you, I mean, if you love him, you can watch uh, uh, Snatch. It's a mm-hmm. great movie with him in as well. Uh, it's a funny-ass movie with him in it. And uh, I love Vinnie Jones. Uh, number nine on this list is a character named Danger. Danger! So, Danger is the physical embodiment of the X-Men's Danger Room simulator. So in her early days, she despised Professor Xavier, who she believed had kept her trapped as a sentient mind in a lifeless body. In fact, even his own X-Men would fall out with him over his actions. So eventually the two would reconcile when Xavier told her the reasons he ha- uh, had been unable to free her. So this led to her joining the X-Men and gaining a purpose in her newfound life. And she has recently joined a brand new X-Factor squad. Oh, wow. Yeah, I never even knew about this. Yeah, Yeah. I didn't either. It kind of reminds me of the old school movie Metropolis with the the woman. Yeah. Yeah. Except she's kind of like silvery blue. Yeah. Another character, it's one of those characters I'm sure everyone has seen like on a cover of something but had no idea who the hell this was. His name is Warlock. Warlock. So Warlock has like a weird 
crazy look to him. He always has a weird face on. He's, uh, is another non-mutant X-Men who's part of an alien life form and part artificial intelligence. Oh, he yeah. made his debut in the new mutants uh, title and bonded with the young trainee Cypher. So unlike the rest of his race, Warlock has a degree of compassion, which allowed him to be an honorary mutant and team member. He's seemingly killed off in issue 95. However, he would return as a bonded version of himself and his friend known as Douglock. He looks so weird. Right. Like, he looks like something... Like a teenager drew on the back of his notebook? Yeah, who listens to a lot of black metal. Right. Yeah. He actually looks pretty badass, but also ridiculous. Yes. Uh, So, although primarily a new mutant, he has also been a member of both the X-Men and Excalibur on various occasions. Right on. This one, I didn't, I don't, it's it's funny because a lot of these, I'm like, I don't know who you are. (laughs) Uh, Hepzibah. What? Hepzibah. It's H-E-P-Z-I-B-A-H. Oh, yeah. All right. Cool. Thank you, Google. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> Help me out on that one. an otter non-mutant X-Men being from a race of human mo- uh, humanoid skunks. What? Her She's powers, a skunk? Technically, I guess. Her powers include heightened animal senses and pheromone control. Her first appearance in the comics was in X-Men number 107, where she appeared as a member of the space pirate crew known as Starjammers. Oh, neat. Starjammers sounds like a kid's TV show. Uh, We're the Starjammers, guys. Human skunk. Humanoid skunk. What? A pirate. Space pirate. (laughs) Sure, yeah. Yeah, okay. Whatever. When the shooter (laughs) empire fell, she found herself stranded on Earth, so she joined up with her long-term allies, the X-Men, and started a relationship with Warpath. And after helping out in many of their turbulent events, she's now returned to space with her former lover, Corsair. Corsair? Corsair. Yeah, Corsair, Corsair, which is also... Corsair's the father of Havoc. I don't know if he is the father of Cyclops Cyclops or not. Mm. Like, it's one of those ones where alien, confusing, like... Comic books make everything into a very complicated soap opera. Oh, yeah, by the way. Yeah, oh, yeah. So I'm looking at the the relatives of Corsair, and yes, Scott Summers is, and the list is um, monumental. (laughs) It is... Well, once you get into the whole Summers uh, family line, it gets... Convoluted. It's more confusing than the Game of Thrones family line. Oh, yeah. And the Orphan Black family line. There's a lot of summers on this list, by the yes. way. There's a lot of different versions of different yeah. realities. Uh, comics are convoluted. Oh. All right. So this next one, number six on this list, it was somebody who started off as a mutant. Started off as a mutant and ended up not a mutant. And ooh, then ended ooh. up something else. Okay, 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 okay. Um, So it was an X-Men, right? Yes. Okay, I'm going to say Ar- Angel, Archangel. Not for this one. Oh, I don't crap. Know if is he in the other one? Is he in this one? Because uh, here's my uh, thought on that one. Nope, he's not. Okay, well, and I'll get in. We'll let you get into this, but I want to do this. I want to do the well, actually. On well, this actually. One. So Angel started off as a, a, a human mutant, which had he had the big wings. Yep. And the only reason why I say this, and I guess he was still a mutant at the time, was that he was finally taken in by Apocalypse and turned into one of his horsemen and turned into Archangel. He had the metallic wings. He had the blue skin and, and like the purple sort of lines. And eventually stuff. dated X twenty three. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. It's pretty cool. Nice. So yeah. So I was thinking maybe that would be it. All right, then I have no, no idea. This is one of the OG when you think of X-Men characters. Mm-hmm. Jubilee. Oh. Wait, what? So she was actually born a mutant, and actually she's in some of the newer ones with uh, X-23. Yeah. Um, she had the ability to launch like pyrotechnic energy blasts from her hands until Scarlet Witch depowered most of the mutant population on oh, M-Day. Yeah. And Jubilee did not take that lightly. Oh. So at first, 
She used enhanced technology to become Wandra, a leader of a new incarnation of the new warriors. She would be later bitten by the son of Dracula and began a transformation into a vampire. She would assist the X-Men using her vampiric powers for a period, and luckily her original powers would later be restored using a shard of the Phoenix Force. But she was she's a vampire like with X twenty three hanging out is pretty cool. So now she they turned her goth. Not necessarily goth, but she's got. She was sparkly, and no, no, no. Now she's a. Is she a sparkle vampire? She's a sparkle vampire. I mean, she could. She could sparkle. She's a vampire. She's a sparkle vampire. That's how that works, right? I, 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 your logic is on. on I mean, amazing. it's not wrong, I mean, but I don't, I don't think don't it's right. <sighs> I think we're overthinking this. Yes. All right. Another one, uh, number five, <laughs> is a character that we have not seen in the movies or shows, and I would like to see it because we've seen basically his counterpart all the time. Huh. Have you guys heard of a character named Lockheed? Lockheed. Yeah. Lockheed is like a little dragon, little purple dragon that yep. hangs out with Kitty Pride mm-hmm. uh, and Ileana uh, mm-hmm. Rasputin. Yep, magic. Magic. So oh, yeah. he has the appearance of a cute, small purple dragon. And so for much of his uh, tenure of the X-Men, he, uh, this was the role he kind of played. He just kind of acted like a sidekick to Kitty and uh, Ileana, but never realized, neither of them realized his full potential. Was he, is he an alien or something? So he was an extremely intelligent being who spoke multiple galactic languages. There we go. And yeah. he had been planted in the X-Men as a mole by sword with oh. whom he exchanged information Ooh. on his home world. That damn spy. This was an awakening for the character, and after this, he uh, underwent some deep storylines. This involved a drinking problem, followed by recruitment into the Pet Avengers. Dragons with uh, drinking problems are no good, man. Did he lose all his money? <laughs> they like to protect their money. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a very cute question. I was like, what? Oh. Uh, another one, Omega Sentinel. Karima Shapardnar was an Indian police officer. I probably pronounced that wrong. Please mm-hmm. forgive me who was sent to locate a mutant named Neil Shara, And the two were captured by the X-Men villain, Bastion, who turned her into Prime Sentinel. And although she would later overcome her mutant hunting programming, her modifications remain. So it's kind of like a Nova vibe. Oh, yeah. Or Nebula vibe, excuse me, not Nova. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting, too, because, like, just the her look is very reminiscent of Omega Red, mm-hmm. which was an old school uh, Wolverine, Wolverine yeah, baddie, and a great character to play in uh, Marvel vs. Capcom. Right. <laughs> uh, she has been a member of the X-Men and other groups of norm- numerous occasions. However, her flaw is that original programming is never far from the surface of her psyche. Mm-hmm. She's often manipulated, taken over, and simply suffers from a change of mood that pace- places her at the odds with the mutant kind. Number three, Cloak and Dagger. Which we saw the they TV show. They, show. Weren't, they weren't mutants, though? No, I thought they were, yeah. but then I figured they changed it. I don't know. So they actually gained their powers in the comics as well. Or, or not the comics. In the show, it was obviously not that they weren't mutants. Um, when they were used to test a new synthetic drug for the Magia. Drugs. So it came as much as a shock to the readers as it did them when they were incorporated into the X-Men. Approached by Norman Osborn to join his dark X-Men team, they signed up to take their... Uh, take their war on drugs to new levels. So when the Dark X-Men disbanded, the pair were invited to join the real X-Men squad, and they took part in numerous adventures before it was confirmed that they were not mutants at all. This would be a disappointment to Dagger, who believed she had finally found a family. Aww. Uh, Aww. This And the next two I'm not really familiar with, one being Longshot. 
Longshot was create genetically created. Thank you guys. Uh, Longshot was genetically created to be a participant player in the Mojo universe. Okay. Which Mojo is he's a big fat lump who mm-hmm. own, basically uh, is a TV producer right. for the galaxy, and so he takes these characters, puts them in arenas to fight for the pleasure of those viewing audiences. Right. And so Mojo World. Yeah, yeah. And Longshot has his name because he does have I don't know how he got it probably through just the fact that he was created but he has the abilities to kind of essentially manipulate probability yeah yeah totally so it's it's a long shot that he can do that there's a high likelihood that he will be able to do that kind of like uh, Domino's luck powers in mm. Deadpool 2 got a sweet mullet. Yeah. But, uh, oh, yeah. It's a cool mullet. He was originally created as a slave. However, the head yeah. gen- geneticist granted him free will so that he could rise up against his uh, tormentors. And in another twist, his body was cloned from a version of his future son. This son would turn out to be Shatterstar, a member of the mutant team X-Force. Yeah. yeah which we saw. Which is also in Deadpool 2. In Deadpool 2. Yep. Yeah. Which um, had a... <laughs> he's, he's a very 90s creation. So what happened to him in the movie was... Pretty appropriate. Like, right. you can't really use this guy who thinks he's better than everybody and then also runs around with swords and long hair and green blood alien. It's right. a convoluted, weird thing that I'm glad they're just like, yeah, you've got too much weird history. We're just going to let yep. you turn into green Splat. slime. Yeah. Last one, uh, Phantom X. Oh, I don't know Phantom X. So the Weapon X program that created Wolverine had made many superheroes and villains. However, they weren't always mutants. Phantom X was created from a variant program known as Weapon Plus. He was designed to be super uh, sentinel sentinel in the fight against mutants. His abilities actually come from living tissue that is melded with nanotechnology from sentinels. Nanobots! So he was raised in an artificial world in which he came to adopt a French identity. So one of his quirkier traits is that his nervous system exists outside of his body in a floating organic vessel. Phantom X has been a member of the main team at X-Force in his time. God, that guy looks badass, too. But it's like the same thing like I was just Very talking 90s. about. Very 90s. Yeah, the 90s stuff where you got a cool mask. You but can probably see white. one eyeball. And then he's got multiple guns. I'm surprised he doesn't have any sort of packs or pouches or anything going along with this. <laughs> I mean, this guy's cool. Yeah, it's... Of course, I have a special, real special place in my heart for that 90s ridiculousness. Apparently, uh, (laughs) funny enough, bringing Deadpool back into the mix, there's an article that's saying that, uh, was it Francis (laughs) wants to play Phantom X. Really? Yeah, like, I I can't click on it because it's not letting me, but (laughs) it was rumored a few years ago that that's what was going on. The guy looks pretty cool, and I mean, why not, right? Sure. It's Deadpool, you can do anything. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Until next time, guys, stay nerdy.